Thank you, Jesus, for this new day. Thank you for gifting us the breath of life. Thank you for your vote of confidence in us. As your beloved children, we are blessed. We are highly favored. Our going out is blessed. Our coming in is blessed. And we are grateful that your hand of mercy and power is upon us. You order our steps and bring us into the fullness of your glory. And all things that concerns us are unto your praise. Thank you that you work all things out for your glory in our lives. In Christ Jesus our Lord. The day we declare that we are loaded with blessings. And everywhere we step today, we manifest your blessings, your peace, your joy your strength, your testimonies, your love. Thank you, your patience, endurance, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They manifest in us and they manifest through us as the fruit of the Spirit in its fullest expression. Thank you, Lord. I declare I am blessed and I am a blessing today. And I thank you that your light shines through me everywhere I step. As your child. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We bless God. Hallelujah. We've been looking at Jesus, our example, focusing on the story from the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, the verses 22 to 33. We've got into the verse number 26. And uh, I encourage you, if you've not heard, the podcast series on the earlier um, thoughts on the different verses. Please do be built up, be encouraged from it as we pick different lessons from the different verses. In the verse number 26, there are four things that I have made mention of. I want to retreat today as the Lord has impressed on my heart that the disciples they saw someone walking on the water. So they saw, and then when they saw the Bible says in the English translation, they were terrified. Why? Because they inwardly interpreted what they were seeing according to the knowledge that they had within them. It affected their interpretation, but nevertheless, they inwardly interpreted what they were seeing. And based on the conclusion they came to, they spoke. So they saw, they interpreted inwardly, they spoke what they believed to be their truth. They said, it is a ghost. And once they were inwardly engaging in a form of interpretation that brought them to a conclusion that was not the truth, but at the time it was their truth. They believed that the conclusion they've arrived at is the true explanation of what was going on. As a result, they panicked, they were filled with fear, and it affected the way they reacted. They cried out. They cried out in fear. Hallelujah. So what you see, how you interpret it, and what you speak will influence your reaction or your behavior in situation. 
even as a child of God. Don't forget it. We're just coming from a miracle service, if you like to put it like that. So be careful what you see and more importantly, fill your heart with the truth of God so that even if you see things, you hear things and all that, how you interpret them will be in the light of the truth of God's word and not in the light of circumstances and situations. Hallelujah. God is drawing my attention to an Old Testament scenario to contrast the verse 26 of Matthew chapter number 14. And that is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel chapter number 3. Um, you can make time and read the whole story from the verses number 8. But um, I'm not going to read the whole story. I will just pick a few things and come to my main point for contrast. The Bible says in the verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, who, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. What did Nebuchadnezzar really say? When you read the last part of um, the verse 15, Nebuchadnezzar said this, now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning fairy fire. And who is the God? Who will deliver you out of my hand. So Nebuchadnezzar is already threatening them by just putting it confidently. Who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? It's like I have control of this. I am in charge of this place and there is no God that can do anything about it. That is the level of pride, the level of confidence, the level of authority the Nebuchadnezzar saw in himself that he had. But the Shadrach Meshach is saying that, listen, if this is the case, that you are going to throw us into a fairy, um, um, fire, we do not need to answer you in this matter. Because for their Assurance, they were confident in one thing. They said, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace. Very confident for them. And then they added a point to it, which is really a strong statement because they said, Even if He does not deliver them, they are not going to worship any other God not even the golden image that the Bukadeza have set up. They were very clear on that. They say God will do it. Our God is able to do it. If he does not, we will still not worship your God. This made him very angry. He ordered that the furnace be heated um, seven times. And then verse 20 says, And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the fairy furnace. 
Then the men were bound in their cloaks and tunics and their heart and they were and their other garment and they were thrown into the burning fairy furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took them. Hallelujah. Think about it. It was so overheated that those who came to stand close to it to throw the men into the fire, they were killed by that fire. That is a picture that you just have to imagine. Before you end or even you land in the fire, you are dead. You are dead. Now, look at the story, how we developed in verse 24. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. And the Bumnezer came near to the door of the burning fairy furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Beshach, and Abednego, servant of the Most High, come out and come here. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. We know this story very well, but we are applying the principle that we've learned from Matthew chapter number 14, verse 26, to the situation. Nebuchadnezzar have ordered this man to be thrown into the fire. Before his very eyes, the mighty men from his army that bound these three Hebrew gentlemen and threw them into the fire were already burned before his very eyes. So there was no doubt about how heated or overheated the furnace was. There was no doubt about the killing power of this furnace. Hallelujah. There was no doubt that no one can survive in it or even coming so close to it. There was no doubt about it. And yet what happened was, listen carefully, he saw, he said, but I see four men. He saw four men instead of three. To clarify his doubt, he asked his counselors, didn't we throw three in? They said, yes, he said, but I see, I see four. And now goes the interpretation. What was the same process? He now, it goes inside him. What he's seeing is processed inside him based on the knowledge and the understanding he has within him of things. And the only explanation he could come up with is that the fourth man that is walking with them in the fire, he appears like a son of the gods. Yeah, that was the level of misinformation he had within him. He didn't know 
anything that he believed in the supernatural. He believed this cannot happen by any other means. Don't forget that his challenge was which God can deliver you from my hands. And now he sees a false man with them in a fire that was overheated, that killed those who came close to it. They were walking in it and they did not die because the Son of God was with them. He did not understand in that way, but at least he, his knowledge was he, was, he was picturing that a smaller God, but he said a Son of the Gods. He realized this is not a natural person with them. This is more than what I am thinking. So because of how he interpreted it within him, he spoke and said, he's like a son of the gods. And he went on to react to the situation. He approached the Venice. He called them by their names and he ordered them to come out. Think about it. Why didn't he call four people to come out? He called three people to come out. And three people came out. And the Son of God, the fourth man who was with them, was not physically standing there with them. And yet Nebuchadnezzar understood what went on in the fire. He also saw, he interpreted, based on what he interpreted, he spoke. And because of what he spoke, he reacted in a certain way. He believed that the son, a son of the cause, had descended in the fire to deliver them so he could confidently call them out. I want you to know this. Whether it is storms of, of, of water or it is strong winds that are against you, I want you to know, or if it is fairy fire that you are going through and it looks like you are bound and you've been torn into it, I want you to know that the one who approaches you, the one who is there with you, your deliverer in the midst of the fire, your deliverer in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the waves of the, of the sea that is beating against you, your deliverer is the Son of God himself. The disciples did not recognize him. Their interpretation was, this is a ghost. Nebuchadnezzar did not have any better explanation except that this is a son of the gods. We know it is not just a son of, of the gods. This is the deliverer himself, the son of God, the almighty God. You know, it affected Nebuchadnezzar so much that when he came to call them, his expression had changed completely. He said that servant of the most high God. How did he come to that conclusion all of a sudden? Because what he had seen, the way he interpreted what he was seeing, and what he spoke, that this is a son of the gods with him, suddenly affected his behavior. He started processing it that night. These people are serving the most high God. I came to announce to you that by the mercies and the grace of God, even those who have 
being used by the enemy to cause you pain, to cause you hurt, to cause you harm, to cause you problems. Ah, You are standing in the day and in the time that your God wants to show himself strong and manifest his glory that the world will see that he is with you that he's showing forth in his glory, that he is your deliverer. The fire may be there, but I see you walking through it. I see you walking out of it. I see you advancing forward. I see everything that was to be used as, as an evidence against you, as a form of ridicule, as a key to bring shame to you, being turned around into a testimony in your life and in your situation. You are blessed. You are highly favored. Care up and understand these principles. What you see, how you interpret it within you based on the information or the knowledge you have will influence what you say because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And very quickly, you should know this, what you keep speaking have an impact and an influence on how you behave, on how you react to situations. So that's speaking the truth, the blessings, the favor of God over your life, and it will affect how you live and how you react in situations today and every day in your marriage, in your relationship with people, and everything will begin to turn in the direction of God. Be blessed and be highly favored. Amen.